everybody. Welcome to the First Timers Podcast Show, where we offer insight, tips, and advice for first-time or long-time home buyers, sellers, and investors. I'm your host, Mikey T, personal home consultant, real estate agent, homeowner, and investor. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at First Timers Podcast Show. Today, we are going to learn about the police and fire loan product. And I got my paisan sitting over here, Anthony Marone. He is the branch manager of the Manalapin office of NJ Lenders, senior loan officer. Anthony, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Mike. Pleasure being here. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you're doing a great job with the podcast, and I'm happy to be here and be on the podcast with you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And if you want to look up Anthony right now, you could go to his Instagram page, the at underscore the mortgage expert and at uh, f uh, facebook.com forward slash Anthony Marone NJL. That's correct, right? Yes, sir. All right, cool. So before we uh, dive into this police and fire mortgage loan product, that's uh, pretty special. Um, I want to l- learn a little bit more about you and uh, kind of what got you into the to the mortgage field. Absolutely. So a few years ago, a few of my buddies were doing mortgages and you know, they said it's something that they thought I'd be good at and I'd like to do. And um, you know, I started going to the classes to get licensed. And uh, you know, they told me to expect to be about three to six months to get licensed from start to finish. And uh, ended up doing it in three weeks. Um, <laughs> there, so. there was no uh, no time. Like, <laughs> you know, like when, when you get a, a real estate license, you got to put in 75 hours or something like that. I don't even remember. But yeah. Uh, Right, absolutely. No, yeah. there's there's no time frame. It's just you know studying. Just crush the, the hell out of <laughs> out of learning what you need to know. <laughs> absolutely. So you know I have that mentality where once I start putting my mind to something, I you know I got the books. I didn't put the books down until I knew them inside out. Was ready to take the test. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, full disclosure, I've worked with Anthony uh, on quite a few uh, projects. This guy, he definitely knows what he's talking about. Uh, I mean, he's he's always got the right answer, and if he doesn't have the answer, he'll get the right answer. And you have someone that's honest and trustworthy, someone that's not going to put you in a bad situation. So three quarters of the way down the deal, your deal's falling because you did some shady shit. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's some people that that'll do what they got to do to make, you know, make the deal start. But you make sure it's going to happen all the way through. So um, that's pretty cool. And, and and this guy right here, I mean, someone that's dedicated to the to the field, you, you'll find very few like him constantly uh doing extended education into different uh like uh mortgage planning specialists and stuff like that and uh you know always looking to go the extra mile for their clients so uh, i'm excited to have you here and i'm glad to call you a friend thanks mike same here i'm excited to be here and you know, our friendship means a lot to me as well yeah definitely um so let, let's get into this police and fire loan product i know it's a it's a specialty product for uh, police, fire, I guess EMS also. Um, no, just police and fire. Just police and fire. Okay. Absolutely. So we have other programs that will take care of you know any um, p- public servants or any EMS, any uh, teachers, stuff like that. We, we'll help them out with uh, fees and waive some stuff um, to give them the best deal possible. Um, but for the police and fire loan specifically, it is just for police officers and firefighters, and it must be in the police and fire reti- uh, retirement system. Okay, so they're they're in their own police and fire. They have their own retirement system. Correct. So it's actually a a loan that's through the uh, pension system. Uh huh. So you have to be obviously in the pension system in order to get the mortgage. Okay, so this loan is actually uh, is it sponsored by the pension system or is it uh, like a a product? 
that they offer that's FHA that's like yeah it's ran federally by the, uh, you know backed or whatever like that yeah it's ran through the New Jersey Housing and Finance Agency so they oversee it and they allow companies to process and underwrite in house for those loans oh wow approved. now do does the loan does the pension I mean I don't know if you know this but does the pension actually finance the loan yeah they fund it they put a certain amount of money per year to for home purchases on in the program. Oh wow! So that's one of their investment, I guess, uh, within the the loan, the within the pension system Correct. itself. Yep. That's pretty awesome. I, I think it would be great if uh, a lot of public pension systems uh, maybe offered something like that. I mean, you already know the employee, the employees. They're working. You already have. You know, if if someone's a, a police firefighter public worker, they're probably not changing jobs all that often. So. Right. Definitely secure jobs, especially, you know, through any economy, you know, the public workforce is always a workforce that's stable. Yeah. Now, with this loan product, um, what makes it a little more special than going uh, FHA 3.5% or, or conventional? Like, why, why would a police officer or a firefighter want this product and not... Uh, conventional means of getting a mortgage absolutely that's a great question it's a lot of questions that a lot of times the clients will ask me you know why go to police and fire versus an fha or a regular conventional loan and the reason is is the interest rate right now is 3.970 uh so it's 3.970 with a 4.103 apr um so the interest rate on that mortgage compared to the current market is obviously significantly lower now, now, what's the current market? Just uh, it all depends on what type of loan product yeah. you're in, but you're going to be somewhere, you know, well, close to three eighths to half point higher, possibly. Okay, well, that's significant, you know, uh, over, especially over thirty years. Absolutely, and the larger loan amount is the more money, obviously, you're going to save on a month to month basis. Yeah. Um. So that also helps with cash flow planning. So obviously, you're going to have less of a mortgage payment, which equals more cash in your pocket every month, which can, you know lead to other investments or life insurance policies or vacation or kids savings. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the more less money uh, you're paying for your mortgage, uh, the more cash flow you're going to have on a month-to-month basis. Now, um, with this product, uh, is, is there um, like a limitation to how much, like what kind of down payment maybe do you need? Sure. So you can go anywhere from 3% um, to whatever down payment you want to do okay. now. So the minimum down payment is 3% with a PMI on it. With PMI. Now, we're, we're going to go into what PMI is real quick for Absolutely. those that don't know. But how about credit score? Um, I know, uh, I guess, with uh, FHA, you could you could have a pretty low credit score a lot of times, right. know, 580 or what. So, I mean, Absolutely. I so it's treading on <laughs> you know, tough water <laughs> at 580. But um, what's the credit score kind of? So on this loan product, there's no minimum FICO score, but wow. it must get a Fannie Mae approval. Um, so the lowest I've seen it get approved down to is around a 640-ish FICO score. Uh-huh. Um, but again, if there's someone that has a lower FICO score, I'd rather take them, help build up their credit with them, give them advice and tips, and can put them on a project guideline on how long it's going to take. Yeah. I advise them if they pay down, you know, debts or or whatnot in 30 days or 90 days. This is what a credit score is going to be. Now I, I could contest to that because you you did that with one of our clients, and uh, th- his credit score went. I don't know what was, it was in the mid sixes to above seven or something. Yeah, I think we brought him about seventy two points over the course of around thirty days. Yeah, that was uh, quite amazing and probably saved them some money. Absolutely, and that was in process too with that one client, so we're able to secure him a better interest rate and also cheaper PMI. Yeah. Now, um, let, let's talk about the PMI. What exactly uh, is PMI? And uh, there's you, you know home buyers are hearing about PMI, MPI. 
So what exactly is PMI in this situation? Absolutely. So PMI is a private monthly insurance. And what that is, is if you don't put 20% down, um, the bank requires that you have this insurance in case uh, you, you know, you were to foreclose on the property, the bank would recoup their down payment to 20%. Now, does this PMI ever go away? Yeah. Or? So as per the Homeowners Protection Act in 1996, the uh, PMI will drop off um, at 78% loan to value or it could be requested off at 80% loan to value. And that's okay. based upon amortization of, uh-huh. the, uh, of you paying the mortgage on a month-to-month basis. Okay. So... Uh, when, when someone hears about MPI, what, 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 what is MPI? Then? Absolutely. So the MPI is a monthly insurance premium, and that's under an FHA product. Okay. Now, MPI, that, that, that's the, the, the duration of the loan, correct? correct? That does not drop off. So if you were to go into an FHA loan and you wanted to get rid of PMI once you had to loan the value, at that point in time, you have to refinance into conventional product. Okay. Now, um, is there any income requirements for uh, a loan like this? No. No? Nope, no income requirements. Also, too, for the PMI, there's a lot of things. We can do finance PMI. We can do, um, so what happens is you pretty much will get a lump sum of the PMI and it gets added to the loan amount, okay. which is a great um, way of getting around it. So your payment's significantly cheaper month to month from the get-go, but your payment's never going to reduce. Um, at 80%, you're never going to get a deduction or 78%. Your, p- your payment's always going to stay the same because you're actually getting one lump sum PMI and we're financing onto the loan amount on conventional products. It, it's actually... Awesome, because the clients are saving sometimes a hundred bucks up front. Yeah. The downfall is, you know, eight ten years later, um, they're never getting a decline because the PMI is not there to drop yes. off. Yes. Yes. Now, when uh, your home has to appraise for more in that situation, right? Um, no, for the finance PMI, you don't. As long as it, well, you have to do, um, you can't go above ninety ninety seven percent total loan to value on it. So let's say someone's putting down. Uh, 5% or, or 6%, as long as those go by that 97% loan to value, they're fine on it. Uh, that's great. So you could finance in that PMI into your loan. And, uh, and, and I mean, that's that's a big savings up front. And for most first-time home buyers, uh, it's it's about saving money right away. You Absolutely. Know, you know, I, I mean, everyone, you hope down the road you're making more money, but whenever you're a first-time home buyer, you're you're scraping normally to you know you're to pay those bills because a lot of times you never had those bills absolutely it's all about you know um having cash flow planning and at that time you know you're just sometimes saving i just did one recently they're saving 160 dollars a month um by doing it that route um so it's definitely a great way to cash flow plan have a little bit cheaper of a payment um and a more manageable payment throughout the process now what do you recommend for um volunteers because I know that a lot, a lot of volunteers probably will see, you know, the the flyer and uh, and go, oh man, you know, that's great for me. Now, um, I do volunteers have their own programs. I thought I thought I heard that they did. Where I'm not sure how it all worked out, but um, do they have a product that's geared towards them, or do you do something personally uh, to try to to make the deal as best as possible for them? Yeah, so personally, you know, any veterans or um, any type of volunteers, you know, anyone that's on the front lines for us, anyone that serves and protects and, um, you know, make sure that we're safe and helps us for, you know, uh, I always think that I have a need to take care of them and do whatever I can for them. Um, So for me, what I personally do is I'll waive lender fees um, on the loans for any type of volunteers or anybody that comes into any organizations um, you know, that help serve and protect yeah. us. And you know, whether it's EMS or uh, veterans or you know, anything of that nature, I, I do the best I can for them. Awesome, awesome. Now, do you know if there is a loan product that's out there for 
specifically for volunteers or no so for no. the ems and uh you know teachers and stuff like that um so teachers there's a hud program um that's ran through hud and you get discounts on properties in certain areas um the guidelines you have to work in that town as well as buying that town so the stuff that we've been getting to another conversation another yeah. podcast and oh wow that. so so they, they have a product for them now we're not going to dive too much into it but is it like certain towns that are maybe a little impoverished or you know i mean is this every town yeah i believe it's every town um but you has to be the town you have to live and work in that town as well mm -hmm. um so if you're like a teacher in a town you have to buy a house in that town um and then the property at these specific properties are discounted for them um now are these hud properties or, or because they, they they there is hud properties that are are for sale they are a pain in the butt to deal with. I mean, I, I haven't been successful once with uh, with uh, getting one, but um, is this with uh, is this, is that loan product kind of geared towards those homes that are available through HUD? To or be very honest with you, I'm not yeah. sure. I've never actually done one. Uh -huh. um, I just know about the program. Yeah, um, but something I could definitely look into and get you the answers. Yeah, on definitely. It. We'll talk about that on another time. Now, when someone is considering uh, the police and fire loan compared to maybe an FHA or a conventional, um, would there be any times that the FHA or the conventional might be the better product for them? Yeah, so once in a while, if I'm seeing the loan amounts, you know, around that 150, you know, under 200 mark, sometimes it levels itself out a little bit. Um, but definitely in the higher loan amounts, the police and fire is the way to go. Um, yeah. It's definitely a great loan product, and we're seeing the savings of, you know, sometimes two, $300 a month, depending on, the, you know, $200 a month, let's say, depending on... Um, the loan amount so it's definitely a huge saving sometimes um, for the clients well and, and what does that loan is there a, a like a limit to how high how much they could borrow for that loan yeah so the maximum loan amount is 453 100 so 453,100 is the maximum loan amount but that doesn't mean you can't buy a house for 600,000 and put the difference on your down payment okay. um, so there's no purchase maximums but there is a loan amount maximum now just for comparison, what is the loan amount maximum on a conventional or an FHA before you get into like a balloon product? Four fifty three one hundred. So we're so that's the that's the max on all of them for conforming products, correct? Before yeah. you go to high balance or jumbo, absolutely. Okay, so it, it wouldn't matter either way if they're going conventional FHA or police and fire. That four fifty three is is the, the number. Correct. Either for, way for conforming. Okay, now in a situation where. See, there's a, a an officer that is looking at a six hundred thousand dollar home. He wants to come in with a three percent. You know, uh, is there like a, a, a second mortgage that you kind of like an arm or, or something that you do in the, those situations? Yeah, there's all types. You know, if they want to put a three percent down, we go conventional. We can go obviously FHA to three and a half percent down. Um, and pretty much, it, you know, it depends on FICO scores and stuff like that. What I do is on every loan, I do a loan comparison sheet. So if I had a police officer looking to buy a house and they want to go police and fire or they're interested in maybe an FHA or conventional, I'll do all three scenarios side by side, interest rates, APRs, yeah. uh, closing costs, everything. And we could actually go through it all together and we could look at their monthly payments, their cash to close, and we could see what financially is the best situation for them. Because some people might say, hey, you know, the monthly payment's a little bit higher, but I got to bring X amount less to closing and I'm more comfortable with that because I want yeah. reserves. And I have other clients that say, hey, you know what, I want my bottom monthly payment to be the lowest it could be. And if I'm you know, okay, not that having that many reserves for a couple months, I'm fine with that. So every situation is different. I can't say, hey, this is the best loan product for you because 
financially, you know, their uh, uh, their goals might be different than mine, per se. Yeah. Um, so my goal is to educate them, show them all their options, and let them make the best educated decision with my guidance. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I, I, I've seen the the comparison that you send people and i mean there's a lot of information there but i know that you're there to kind of help them walk their way through it uh now this 453 number i mean we're, we're in new jersey and uh i mean 453 is starting to look low in a lot of neighborhoods especially uh hot neighborhoods um are you finding that it's difficult to stay under that 453 with a Especially, I mean, you have a police officer and, and, and their wife at their two income. They might be looking at a house. I mean, 453, like I said, is in a lot in a lot of towns and neighborhoods. So are you are you kind of put in that situation where you, you see home purchases way more than that, where they don't have the down payment to make the difference? Um, sometimes, you know, that numbers rises every year. It rises with the conforming limits. So as the conforming limits rise on a conventional products, that rises as well. Um, but um, I'm not seeing it in my personal line of business. You know, I work a lot of, uh, you know, I'm a blue-collar mortgage banker. A lot of my clients are blue-collar workers. And, um, my, you know, my average loan amount is definitely under the 453, 100 mark. So for yeah. me personally, in my business, I don't see any issues with the income limit. Um, I think a lot of people want to have sustainable payments. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of my clients, if they're around that number, uh, with their down payment, they're a little bit under it. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And it, is it beneficial for uh, for them to go with this product if they have because because you were saying you're looking at like uh, credit scores around 640 that normally so say there's somebody that wants to buy today they're, they're police of fire and but they got crap credit they're at like 580 close to six um, do you think you're really gonna gear them this way or, or basically with the, the comparison? I mean, would you even be able to kind of get them this loan since most of the loans are kind of going more in the 640 range? Right. The first thing I do is probably sit down with them, spend the time into seeing what we can get their credit score up to. I obviously want them into the sixes, mid sixes for this loan. Um, and it all depends on the down payment. If they're putting 20% down, this would be the loan for them because the interest rate's lower. Um, if they're not going to put 20% down, obviously under that 700-ish FICO score, the PMI per month is going to be a lot per month so then if they're under that 700 fico fha in a month-to-month basis would probably be cheaper for them sure and uh is this limited to someone's first home or could it be their second their summer home their winter home great question so it needs to be a primary residence um you can only have one of these mortgages at a time so if you currently own a house and you have the police and fire mortgage and you know you want to buy a next house but you don't want to have a contingent on your home sale it can't be done you need to have your house sold and then, you know, we do a same-day closing, but you can only have one police and fire loan at a time. Okay, so with the, with the same-day closing, you would have to close out on your current home before you could close on the, on the other. But you can, once you're under contract, go, in, go looking for homes and ha- still have that product kind of be your product. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Um, you just can't have two police and fire loans at the same time, and it can't be for a secondary home, stuff of that nature. So it needs to be your primary residence. Now, just a, uh, you know, it's like the worst case scenario. What happens if, you know, I'm I'm closing on my house in ten days, five days from now, the other guy falls through. So now, now, you know, within that short period of time, can you underwrite them for a different type of loan if you needed to? Or I'm sure at that point in time, we'd probably be able to work something out because that house is going to be sold. They're moving into the new primary residence. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure we could figure something out how to, how to work it out for them. Yeah, I didn't know if they had some kind of like uh, contingency plan 
Because yeah. uh, you, you never, I mean, in real estate, it's not closed until it's closed. Right. Thank God I've never had that problem. It's always been smooth sailing, closings on time. So yeah. that, we're fortunate for that. I've never had that problem arise, um, which I guess is fortunate, but it's definitely something that uh, we we'll definitely work around and, and help out the client the best we can to get them into that loan product as well. Absolutely. I, I was uh, I was a part of, I was a buying agent on a home and I think it was like two sellers down the road there was a death in the family. Oh wow! And the 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 effect way back down was insane because my buyer sold their house. They were buying this house. That person ended up selling and moving into a church for about a month and a half, two months. Oh wow! Just so my buyers could get in, and uh, you know, you, a lot of times you don't think about you know the domino effect. the domino effect and Absolutely. how many people are in line with a home sale so many people are contingent on another person and it was this person's contingent on that person and then you're listening to four <laughs> lawyers asking you know, everyone's asking a question and uh and those worst case scenarios can happen Absolutely. you know you have that person four people deep and they die right <laughs> now, now you got a an estate problem right and that could jam up everybody else down the line absolutely that for an unfortunate situation um but yeah, that domino effect is. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. But with with your other products, I know that you've been able to close loans pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, um, we're usually under thirty days. Um, if we need, to, I just did one in seventeen days wow. recently on a purchase, and uh, you know we can't get them fast. You know, in this day and age, though, you know, um, a lot of the holdups are you know the attorney review process or inspection contingencies, or you know they want to sell concession stuff like that. That really bogs down the process. Um, yeah. So, you know, being that if it's a, you know, the perfect home, perfect clients, you know, yeah, we can get them done pretty quick. Um, usually, I think we're seeing my average turnaround times from start to finish, usually probably 35 days, um, you know, is probably our average. Now, in, in order to uh, get a 17-day close, I mean, you got to be firing on all cylinders pretty quick. I mean, everything's kind of accelerating pretty quickly, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I had a client that, um, you know, during the home and during looking at the house the first time, he uh, had a family member with him that's a contractor and he did a real good sweep through the house um, day one before he put the offer in. Um, so when they put the offer in, they knew the house was pretty solid. Um, we ordered the appraiser off the bat. They did a home inspection. Uh, again, they knew the house was very clean. So they did a home inspection and it came back with a solid report and some minor stuff, but nothing too crazy. And the bar was like, hey, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I, yeah. I knew that was a minor an issue. I'm fine with that. I'm not asking for any sell credits, concessions, nothing to that nature. And we moved right through uh, to closing. So, you know, title work was done, ordered right off the bat, and we were able to get it done in 17 days, which is awesome. Now, that, that situation right there is uh, a big reason why I created THS. It's, Absolutely. It's so that people that don't have a contractor in their family, uh, you, you could go through with one of our representatives. And when you're bidding on a home, sometimes it's either they need more time or sometimes they want a clo quicker closing. You don't know the motivation of the seller. And to have that, that extra information right off the bat, you could now offer the seller, hey, listen, we could close as quick as possible because you already have a great idea about what's going on with the house. And you're already kind of, like you said, not scared about what you're going to face in home inspection. And because there's a lot of stuff that we see right off the bat, and we have about a 50 point checklist based off of a home inspector reports when we go through. So we kind of know, you know, if something's going to be scary or if it's not. And I, I think, you know, with that 17 day close situation, it just shows how much it, it adds to your buying power when you have the more, the more knowledge and information you have 
the more buying power you have. And so having someone there, like your client did, a contractor to walk through at first, having someone like yourself that could close the deal quickly, that could be the determining factor with them winning the offer or, or not. Absolutely. And what, your services are awesome. Um, you know, I see them. And I'm seeing now, too, a lot of times where, you know, we're, we're going through a turn review process and we're in a home inspection and the clients are saying, oh, you know, the furnace is old. This is old. That's old. This needs to be replaced. And, and I'm saying, you know, isn't this stuff that you saw when you put the offers in? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's something that should be taken into account. You know, I'm offering X amount of money, but maybe I'm going to offer a little less. You know, everyone's so focused now in this market on getting the house that the kind of the seller concession part is really taking over the transactions and stalling everything. It's been be, become huge. Like that is now, like you said, everyone's kind of bidding up to get the house, and now they're trying to hammer down after right. to to get back some money, some more con- seller concessions. They're already putting seller concessions in the contract from the beginning. Right. And uh, and yeah, you know, I've been on the other side where, say, I'm doing an open house and I see. Uh, other agents come in and they kind of just stand in the in the living room and they let the people walk around, which is cool. And I know that they're not uh, they're not qualified people to tell other people, you know, conditions of stuff. But you know, if you're able to go through a home and kind of get an upfront knowledge of, yeah, if you could, I mean, a lot of times it's just visually you could tell the bottom of the water heater's you know rusted. Right. That's going to go pretty soon. The 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 boiler looks like something out of Home Alone, the first one, you know, like you put coal in it. I mean, like all this stuff is, it's pretty, you know, easily seen. And if you put that stuff in the buyer's head at first, then they're not as scared after that home inspection report. Right. I know we've done deals in the past and you always done a great job on them. And I, I feel that every time we do a transaction with you, you're kind of letting the sellers know up front, hey, here's our offer. But just so you know, you know, we might have a little problem with the gutter or, or with A, B, and C. And, yeah. you know, pretty much up front, they, uh, they are aware that it's going to be an issue and they're kind of proactive in getting it corrected before we even get into the home inspection process or, you know, a completion of, a completion of turn review, which is awesome. Every transaction we do together has always been very smooth in that aspect. Yeah, and then that's... When you have a, a good professional giving you the right product and then you, you build your team with other professionals that could give you the right answers, uh, it gives you so many more options as far as uh, offering closing dates and uh, you know quick close, flexible close, um, knowing already you know what you're going to expect so you're not the deal's not falling through halfway through because you and I, as a real estate agent and as a mortgage person, you're, we're both working on stuff the whole way without getting paid. You know, we don't get right. paid in, unless it closes. So it's it's better for us to give as much information and knowledge up front so it stays solid and the client has a better experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, thanks for sharing all that information. Uh, you know, we have definitely a lot more we could talk about, especially uh, I'm super interested in, in the the – the HUD product for the teachers. I think a lot of teachers would be interested in hearing about that um, in the future. But right now, I want to get into a little Quattro Fire, four questions to get a, to know a little bit more about you. Uh, so, Absolutely. Um, what is your favorite book? So I think one of my favorite books is probably The Millionaire Next Door. Um, and the reason why it's probably a book that people haven't heard of, it's a kind of an older book, uh, probably about 20 years ago it came out. And um, it, you know, it meant a lot to me because I think that, you know, I go on, on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and I'm seeing, 
you know, I'm seeing the lives of the rich and the luxurious, and it's, it, you know, not that it's not realistic or not that no one could ever obtain that, but you know, it's not the norm of day to day activities or our day to day lives. And yep. so I'm going on there, and you're seeing this, and you're like, wow, I want to be this, and you're working hard, but you're not getting to that point. So, you know, uh, a good uh, mentor of mine you know, introduced me to the Millionaire Next Door book. I, I read it, and uh, it's a great book. You know, what it what it does is it tells you that the average millionaire in America has a ten year old car. You wouldn't think the average millionaire doesn't spend more than. Uh, $200 on a suit and $300 on a watch. So you're thinking of these things, and you know the, the thing that we're portraying to see what the average millionaire is in social media it isn't, and it, it's yeah, that's the, that's not real life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that book, and again, uh, another book was Rich Dad Poor Dad. I liked a lot too, and it tells you about a kid that grew up and a guy who grew up, and uh, he had two different father figures in his life. One was his father, and one was a friend's father, and you know, one would always save, and the other one would always spend, and how the outcome of their lives were different due to the fact of you know, um, how they saved in life and the way they lived their lives. So two great books. Um, you know, I, I believe it or not, a lot of people don't notice. I do read a lot. Um, I probably read uh, the other day. I read a book in one day. Uh, you know, I do read a lot. Um, and I do enjoy reading. I'd rather read a book than, than watch TV for, uh, yeah. personally. Um, uh, but that's definitely two great books that I would definitely recommend anyone that's in uh, any type of finance field or, or personal growth. Yeah. I, I you know, it, it's not even limited to, to finance. I mean, that's, it's all about life. You Absolutely. Know? A lot of these books, they may be finance-based or motivational-based, but they're they're really they're life-based. You're 100 percent right because yeah. every everyone's life has finance involved in it. So Absolutely, 100. I mean, you, you, finance is a huge part of your life, especially Absolutely. as you get older. <laughs> you know, when you're two years old, like my son yesterday, there was no finance. <laughs> you know, he's scribbling what he wants from Santa. Those are the easy days, right? Oh man, I miss those days. Uh, but I get to live through it through my my kids' eyes, so it's kind of. For for a short period of time, I kind of get back to that level and get on the floor and play with the Matchbox cars. Uh, what's your favorite show? I know you said that you don't watch too much TV, and don't say it's cops. Um, what's your favorite show? So you're gonna laugh. Uh, my favorite show is probably you know uh, I was thinking about this one a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna say it's probably Forensic Files. Believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> I always find myself at two in the morning and turn on the TV and uh, you know, I do like Forensic Files a lot. I watch also. Um, uh, the uh, CNBC, I watch that channel all the time. Um, what's the um, short show at Marcus? Um, profit uh, profit deal, Partners? A Profit Partners. I know there's one, yeah, The Deal. Or, yeah, so Shark Tank, I watch a lot, too. Yeah. Those are probably my three favorite shows uh, that are on my TV religiously. Yeah, for me, it's right now it's pretty much all... Uh, Impractical Jokers. That thing's on like 24 hours a day. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and now my son's watching it, so I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Thank God they blurred out bad words. Um, what's your favorite quote? So a lot of favorite quotes. I have to say that uh, recently, um, you know, one that Michael Jordan says was, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I cannot accept not trying. I think that's huge. I mean, you know, you're going to go in life and, you know, you're going to try to excel and you're always going to hit roadblocks at times. And, you know, people might not be the, the nicest to you. You know, I remember when I first started on the business, I cold call. And I'll never forget. I'm not going to mention the person's name, but, you know, the, uh, the, the way they spoke to me was discouraging. And uh, it makes you not want to pick up that phone again or not want to call somebody or, you know, not, you know, not do what you thought was a good idea to do. Um, and, uh, you're going to fail at stuff. The, the trick is keep on going, you know, get up, keep making the phone calls, keep, you know, doing what you, whatever you need to do to succeed. And I think that's huge. So it's, I think it's a great quote. Um, and a one that, uh, you know, I personally look at. No, that, that is a great quote. And Michael Jordan, I, you know, he talks about how many shots he missed and how many, how much time he spent on the, on the bench. And, uh, no one really, no one sees that failure in, in anyone's life. They, Especially now with Instagram, Facebook, whatever, 
we all see the highlight reel. You know, everyone sees, you know, uh, I mean, I, I follow a lot of real estate agents. You probably also. And, you know, uh, everyone loves seeing the just close, just this, just that. And, you know, it, it, I'm at this event or whatever the case may be. But the real life behind it all, it, it's, it's sacrifice. It's, it's pain. Right. It's, it's a lot of failure, a lot of, a lot of no's, a lot of hung up, you know, phones. Uh, it, it, it's getting out there and it's like a mental, I don't know, it's, it's, it's screwed up mentally because you got to really plow through all that negativity and, and go from that closed door to the next door to the next door. And, and uh, that, I mean, that's a great quote. And uh, MJ, he hit it. I mean, he, he's like, he's huge in that, that like letting people know that, what you see is not what it was a lot more that got him there right it wasn't always glory it always took the hard work to get to get to that point you know definitely and uh what is your favorite piece of advice maybe uh, someone gave to you maybe a mentor your dad your, your parents what do you think that is so something that I, I i try to do on a daily basis is i always try to um you know to help people for say um i always try to get the I always feel that you're you're going to get out of giving. So I always feel that you know whether it's giving advice or helping or or anything that you can do for others, I think always comes back to you tenfold. Um, I think if you go out there every day and you just focus on helping others and, and giving and doing the right thing, I think that you know it, whatever business you're in or personal growth or, or life or whatever it is, you know you're going to continue to prosper and, and grow just by doing the right thing, you know, day to day basis. Now I'm going to put you on. Uh, I'm going to add a fifth one here, but. Uh, you said you had a mentor before. Like, who who is your your biggest mentor? You think? Um, so you know, for for work is uh, you know I have uh, our owner of a company, Steve. Uh, we sit down monthly and we go over stuff, and uh, you know, it meant a lot to me because you know usually um, when I have other business people for business, they sit down and they go over stuff just business wise. And you know, when I first met him, uh, he started going over uh, my personal my personal um, growth and my personal life and my family life, and you know college accounts and stuff that stuff i didn't even necessarily look into as yeah, much as i don't and most owners they just get you as a name on the list and then go get work right so that's huge that's that's a great thing for for you to find in in a person you're working with absolutely especially the owner right so it just wasn't worried about my personal business growth but it was also worried about personal life which meant a lot to me and some you know from that day on it was always a, a close relationship um so that's that awesome good. and I'm, I'm glad you found someone like that and it's a you know, you find people throughout your life that kind of they become a mentor at certain points of your life, and it's important and it, and it's great to anybody that's getting in real estate or mortgages or anything. You know, you you really got to work on finding the right broker, the right manager, the right person. It's not always about the company; it's about what culture they bring to it and and how they add to your relationship and to your life. Absolutely. I say the same thing too for even any realtors or anyone new in the business, just not even the broker, also putting your team together. You know, as a realtor, put your mortgage banker together, put your title agent together, get your home insurance agent, get your attorney. This way, if there's something that you don't know as well, you have your team to rely on that can assist you with stuff as well. Um, You know, there's obviously always new stuff coming up in the market or, or different loan products or different things going on in the real estate market. So it kind of keeps you all brushed up on everything by all working together as a team. Definitely. Now, uh, so thank you for giving us all that information. Please let everybody know where they could find you. I mean, give us all your information, uh, your cell phone, whatever, however anybody can find you, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you my personal cell phone. It's 732-289-5600. Uh, you text me, call me anytime. Um, also, my email address is amarone at njlenders.com. That's A-M-A-R-O-N-E at njlenders.com. 
Um, we're up in the Manalpin branch. I mean, we're right on Route 9, uh, great location. Um, a lot of traffic right there, so we're on the highway. You guys can stop by. Um, stop in for a cup of coffee or Mike likes to stop by for an espresso. Espresso, maybe a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> a cigar. <laughs> uh, we usually end up grabbing lunch and stuff, but yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if uh, you know, if you ever, you know, anyone ever wants to stop by, I'm always there and always welcome. And uh, Real quick, I know you serve as more than just New Jersey. Yes, I'm so, also licensed uh, New Jersey, New York, and Florida. Okay, so it doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, you're in New Jersey. He could handle loan products in other states. So if you're listening to this, and maybe you're from Jersey and you're looking for that second home in Florida, you know, or maybe you're you're going to move out of the state like everybody else. You know, they could hit you up and. Absolutely. And talk about all the products that you could offer them. Absolutely. I mean, if you not necessarily need a mortgage from me or you have questions or reference to one or, or anything I could help you out with, just just feel free to reach out to me. I'm always available to help anybody. Yeah, and, and he definitely, he's not one of these people that uh, won't answer your texts. Won't, he, he gets back to you as quick as he can. Um, you know, we all have meetings and stuff that you got to give attention to clients, but Anthony will always get back to you. And, uh, and I appreciate all you do for my clients, for myself, and I thank you for coming on to this show. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. My name is Mikey T. Michael Anthony Timpani, as my mama named me. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at THS Home Advisors and at Mikey T. Sells NJ Homes. A link to all the websites can be found through those social sites. And you can pretty much just add a .com to all those names and get right to the websites from there. Please leave a review on iTunes, share and subscribe to our weekly podcast. Message us with any questions you may have, any topics you would like for us to cover. And if you're a professional that can bring some value to the show, please reach out. Together we can learn and grow. I myself have a quote that I'd like to end with, and it's from Albert Einstein. And it goes, try not to be a man of success, but rather become a man of value. God bless and have an amazing week. Thank you for listening, everybody. 